Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. It has been a while, but we're back because the most important thing is back, of course. Footy's back! It's just uh, 10 days now, 10 days until we get footy back on our TV screens. My name is Alex Catalano. Alex Miller, your boys are up first. Thursday night next week, taking on the Pies. So very excited, Cat. It's going to be the first bit of footy we've seen in a long time. And Well, Alex Doherty, fair to say we're all pretty G'd up here at A3. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, we are counting down the days. What is it now? It's less than two weeks. It is. How many? How many? It is. Is about, I think. What, I think it is actually ten days until the yep. footy starts. Ten days. Oh yes. I, I'm counting down. June eleventh, boys. We are coming yes. back. It's launch day. <laughs> can We're I launching. just say? Can I just say before we go, we've had to change uh, podcast providers because Wooshka were very, very cheap and very, very tight us <laughs> dur- dur- during the uh, the whole COVID nineteen. So <laughs> we can say that now because we're not with them. Yeah. So uh, if anybody, well, they did us, they did us pretty well for eighty-one episodes, but yeah. But uh, we'll move yeah. on. Not good any, enough. <laughs> any, any, anybody listening to Wooshka, I hope you should hope you're uh, ashamed of yourselves because <laughs> they're only... cutting all ties. No they're, further hope of using them anymore. They're, they're only they're only providing to those that have like literally no listeners. Otherwise, you have to pay for it. Right. So, well, that's... Well, so, that's good for those people that have no listeners, I guess. So, uh, we're kind of popular now, I guess. People do listen to us. <laughs> Surely thank you, not. Thank you for sticking with us. And it has been a long, has been a long few months, but you know, footy's back. Hope's on the horizon. Let's start with round two of the fixture. We're going to go through each week and mm. uh, discuss our thoughts and feelings about. Obviously, the fixture had to be restructured. So let's start with round two. Like we said, Thursday night. The Pies and the Tigers, huge, huge match to start it back off. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very exciting game. I suppose the only thing is that it's going to be very hard to see how teams will perform um, in terms of circumstances. So I tell you what, boys, the tipping competition will not be as easy as we once thought as well. And I think um, the ladder itself, you know, we went through our season predictions earlier this year and, it's going to be a bit of a reshuffle, Doc. I think there'll be many teams in many different places. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got to take into consideration as well. It's been two months since we've seen a game of football live. Yes. Um, so look, anything can – seriously, I reckon anything can happen. I reckon even even teams like Melbourne and Carlton can can actually surprise a couple of teams. Lot, lot, lot of lot of teams getting, you know, players that missed the opening – the opening round through long-term injury lists. Yeah. Um, you know, I think back to Matty Cruiser, who did his foot, was it, in, in round one? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's probably now, what, a month away from actually coming back? <laughs> I think it might be a bit longer in Cruiser's case, but, yeah, look, it's probably... gonna, it's, I thought it was looking good for us, uh, for the Bombers, but obviously, uh, as we'll get to later, we've had a few injury setbacks here and there. Um, well, I sort of want to pose, pose this to you, boys. We could go through the round one and give our obviously our tips, which will be tough, and then we can run through the other rounds. But well, we don't have the teams yet, do we? Well, we can, we can, we can take a stab in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of wanted to cover. You know, there's a few teams that are a few teams getting the short end of the stick. A few teams getting a good run of it. Obviously, the Hawks on Friday night play the Cats in Cadinia Park for the first time in. A long time. About, about 14 years, Alice Catalano. They, they've they uh, set foot at Cardinia Park, so hopefully hopefully nobody's too lost at Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a particularly hard run out at the Hawks. With round three, they're playing the Tigers at wow. the G. Round four, they have uh, North Melbourne, but it's listed as a Hawthorne home game, but it's at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, I don't know how that, I don't know how that works. Yeah, and then uh, and then round five, the Hawks play the Giants, I believe it is, over there. So I think if anyone's got the hardest first month, it'd have to be the Hawks. I'll tell you yeah, what, what, I agree. What, what's, what's the best case scenario for Hawthorne? If they, if they get two and two out of this block, do you reckon that, do you reckon that helps? Well, oh, I think, think so. Yeah, that, I think that's the best case you could hope for from their perspective. You know, though, think... they'll have to be shooting for finals this year. Um, and... Look, North you'd think is a is an achievable win. The Cats, I would say they could beat, but you know, being at Cadenia Park, it changes things. And then the Giants and the Tigers could really go either way. Yeah, I think that's an interesting interesting game to see how that falls because 
you know, Hawthorne, if, if they want to push for the finals, they really have to sort of get in the gist of things. So, yeah, it's a tough run. It's not made easy for them at all. And then on the, the Saturday, we've got uh, four games. Brisbane and Frio, Carlton mm. and Melbourne, Gold Coast and West Coast, and then Port and Adelaide. And, of course, that brings us to the hubs uh, with the yes. Perth teams being located on the Gold Coast for the next month. Before we go anywhere, I'm still waiting for the AFL to give us a Friday night showdown. <laughs> um, I, 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 surely, what, what do they have to do to actually get a Friday night time slot? Yeah, well, uh, yeah it's not, I, I don't know. You've got Kane Corns listening there, mate. <laughs> We've actually got something we have we agree on, Kane and I. So <laughs> it's a it's a likely duo. <laughs> <laughs> two Strange guys, two guys that know how to talk. Two guys that know how to talk a lot of shit about football. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I think it's quite interesting, boys, that the uh, Collingwood Richmond game is not on free to air. Um, obviously, Ooh. there's some there's some deals. Obviously, in the not? works with, with Foxtel. It's a, it says here it's on the Channel Seven. Oh well, yeah. uh, mine mine yeah, says on, oh maybe maybe it's on <laughs> maybe it's on all of them. I don't know. Odd. I don't know. I don't know. No, I think there would I, be I was going to say uprising. If it no, wasn't. it is. It is my mistake. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, I was going to mention before about Geelong. If 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 they're serious about trying to get more games at Cadinia Park, then they have to beat teams like Hawthorne because they, they, they're going to, mm. it's going to be like, they're not going to get games like this every year. I mean, this is a game that should be, that should be at the MCG because of high yeah, crowd numbers, but it, but it won't be. Yeah. They've got, they've got a very easy run at the Cats. They play oh. three, three of this first month they've got at uh at home including games against the suns and the blues watch them get nowhere near it this year and still complain about not having enough home games <laughs> bugger yeah. off the cats well i think what was it? it was some absurd statistic about winning 33 of the last 36 or 37 games at cadinia park so that's the only reason they make the eight half the time let alone the four i think as far as i'm concerned and, and you know what like these these games are against you know scrub teams like Fremantle and the Gold Coast. I reckon half half of them have come against bottom tier teams. Oh, Fremantle beat them there last year, as you recall, boys. In that uh, mm. end of the season, they bollocked them down there. That that that, that game was at Optus Stadium, wasn't it? No, no, no. Geelong. Oh, I have to I have to brush that up. <laughs> yeah, look, you gotta you gotta wonder in the interest of fairness whether the Cats should be playing more high profile teams at the, at Cadinia, You know, like. I, I can't remember a time in my life when we've played the Cats uh, in Geelong, you know, and the same would go for Collingwood and probably the likes of, you know, Hawthorne as well. Absolutely. Maybe not Richmond now, but I, I remember the Tigers playing them a few times. Yeah. They were yeah. still... Yeah, they, they, yeah they, they, they played at Cadenia Park when they were at their lowest. Yeah. Boys, there's a team I want to talk about, I want to talk to you all about is yeah, the Giants. Now, their fixture over the next couple of weeks consists of mm. some interesting games. So they've got North Melbourne at the Giants Stadium this, uh, sorry, next week when round two starts up. Then they have the Doggies at Marvel, which will be a very interesting game, which we're all excited for, especially Alex Doherty. I'm, I'm very disappointed that there, there'll be no crowd to boo and heckle all the Giants <laughs> players. That's, the, that's, the only, home, mate. that's the only reason they're getting a game at, at Marvel Stadium this early in the year. <laughs> I think you should send an audio clip of you booing to the AFL and see if they can put that in the ground somewhere. <laughs> uh, see if we can sort that out. Then round four, boys. It doesn't get any easier for the Giants. They have the pies, but at least that's back at the home. home. Yeah. And then round five, they play um, Hawthorne. So it's not an easy run for them. Mick Mulhouse said earlier today that them, along with uh, five other teams, I think Richmond, Brisbane, Collingwood, the Bulldogs, and um, somebody else, only the only teams have a chance of winning a flag this year, but their, their first month is not easy for the Giants. It's not. They do have the look. They do have the benefit of playing three of those games at home, of course, including the Hawthorne and um, Collingwood at home. But I don't know. It's uh, it'll test them. They should be able to win. I would think at least three or at least two, <coughs> and could win three. Yeah. If they went three one from that, they'd be happy. I'd say I'd say the first two games are very winnable. North Melbourne at home, isn't it? It's 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that's a game they should win. And then the Bulldogs, if they still have PTSD flashbacks from last year, they should beat them no problems. <laughs> uh, and then and then the next two games are, are pretty a pretty dire, a pretty clear cut. I mean, they're both they're both at Giant Stadium. Collingwood yeah. will be a good Collingwood will be a good one if they can hold their form from round one. Mm-hmm. Then Collingwood are going to be a very hard team to beat this year, and then. Hawthorne at Giant, at Giant Stadium. We saw what Hawthorne did to them late last year, in in the uh, in the snowy the snowy depths of Canberra. Yeah. Oh, what a game! But um, <laughs> but yeah, it, th- those those last two games are going to be of uh, very clear interest. Mm. Absolutely, there's another team I'll talk about as well. Catch your mob. I reckon yes. they could be three and one. Oh, it's a t- oh, look. <laughs> you never know how how it's going to go against the Swans. Um, well. Look, like we saw them, we saw them against the Crows, and the Swans did not look like the uh, greatest team that I've ever seen with my eyes. But the next week we play Melbourne at the G, which is winnable. It's a winnable. Followed by Carlton, th- which is also yeah. winnable. I think you and Collingwood, you know, they always put up a good fight against the Pies. So I could yeah. legitimate. Sounds crazy, but the Dons could be in a position of power coming out of that this four-round sprint. The thing is also with that is that I can see us also losing every single one of those yes, games. Yes, that's right. I, I, I think <laughs> it's not likely. It, yeah, it's more likely that it goes either way. I couldn't. I. It's weird. I couldn't see a two and two split. I'd see either a, a three and one or a one and three. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I think odd. one. I reckon one and three is more probable. Uh, I disagree. I think if we, keep, if we keep copying injuries, it is. I think even with the Essendon list in the state, it is. I think this team, they're playing for the truck. To get on the road, Mr. Truck Rutten, and I think yeah. Essendon could be three and one out of it. That's my bold prediction. Look, yeah. I liked I liked what I saw from us in round one up until the last quarter. So <laughs> it was dog. I think as long as as long as this forward line stays together as a group, I think we're looking better up forward than we have for year many years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you I never know. Say, this this game against Sydney is probably the biggest one of the lot. It's yes, bigger than this, the... it sets the tone for the rest of them. Exactly, yeah. and and if memory serves me correct, Alice Catalano, and you can help me clarify this, but Essendon's record at the SAG is absolutely rubbish. Oh, it is. It's a tro- It's been atrocious for my entire life, really. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, we do sometimes pull out those games out of nowhere against the Swans. So it'll be a bit of clash for sure. Yeah. But we beat them. We're in a much better place mentally even, I think, to uh, take on the other three. I reckon yeah. that, ga- that game seriously dictates your season. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As it always is for us usually, early starts, uh, yeah. whether it's we get important. going or whether we fall apart immediately. There's another another team I find quite interesting, Alex Dockley, I want to ask you about in particular, is Port Adelaide. Now, obviously mm. they're sitting top of the ladder with a big percentage boost. they got the Crows in the um, showdown this week. They should win that comfortably. Um, then round three, they take on, uh, is it West Coast or is that Frio. No, Fremantle? It's, it's Frio, then they, West Coast. Yeah, they should beat Fremantle. West Coast will be tough. But they did beat West Coast last year. Yeah, they uh, did. Over uh, there, as we recall. Look, if Port Adelaide are very serious about mounting a final challenge this year, then I think from this four block, they need to win at least three games. Uh, yeah, the mm. last two, West Coast and Brisbane respectively, will be tough games, Cat. I think. It's going to be very, very interesting with the, the Perth and uh, mm. Adelaide teams playing these That's neutral awesome. games almost in in uh, in Queensland. Um, I think... I, I'm just interested to see what kind of footy it brings out of them, really. You know, yeah. like, Port and West Coast especially are two teams that seem to, like... I, I don't know what it is. They always play their best against each other or something strange happens. Yeah. I don't know why. Like you see the Eagles beating Port at home and then Port will go over to Perth and beat the Eagles. So on neutral turf, I think this could make for one of the great games of the season. What about a style change, boys? You know, we talked about home ground advantage and whatnot and certain teams play a certain way on their home grounds. Mm. Do Does a Port or an Adelaide or a West Coast, for instance, Doc, change the way they move the footy in? Or did they just stick with what's good? I think they, I think they just stick to what they know because they've been working, they've been working all off season, and and I'll, I'd, I'd, I'd wager, to, and I'd wager that they've been doing some work over, yeah, o- over this extended break as well about the style that they want to run with. Absolutely, you know, I, I think what 
Watching West Coast play against Melbourne round one was a bit. I, I, I was hard, I found it hard to get a reading on on them personally because I just thought, you know, that there, there's moments where they could, where they were brilliant, mm. and they've been and the, you know, that's been that's been the impetus on of them for the last two seasons. But then, you know, they they just allowed a, a side like Melbourne, who we still don't know what's what what kind of side they're going to be. This <laughs> it's hard to judge on that from from one yeah it's easy to point out yeah they're crap and no, we can't wait and, and we can't wait to see simon goodwin get sacked yeah i'm excited <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> i'm physically rubbing my hands together as we <laughs> oh dear what about you cat what, what type of style do you think they stay yeah, it's interesting. I think West Coast, after, you know, obviously they went through that whole thing of building the training ground that matches the dimensions of the G exactly and all that. Um, I think they're, they're going to show that they're a team that can adapt to sort of whatever you put in front of them. You know, mm. I, I think we, we shouldn't be too quick to forget the 2018 season. Um, you know, West Coast some, of... West some Coast Collingwood of... fans are trying to... <laughs> Yeah, look, they've shown that they can beat teams on their home turf, and I think when it comes to a neutral ground, you just you never really know. But I think the Eagles will. I think they're the team that will adapt better than any <clears> of the <throat> other teams that are getting forced into this whole hub situation. What about Gold Coast? Do they come out with a two and two record? They could. They could. They get, what... they, they get a lot of benefits here. Gold so... Coast and Brisbane both really yes. benefit from this hub thing. So they have West Coast, which will probably be a very tough game, but that's at home. They then take on Adelaide at Metricon again. They they should win that one, I believe, yeah. as a Adelaide as a dog. Um, <laughs> and then they've got um, Fremantle again at Metricon. Um, and then for round five, they take on the Cats at Caldinia Park, which will be very tough. But three games straight at home, it'd be tough to beat West Coast, but they should beat Crows and Fremantle, I think. But- They'll they'll be eyeing off the Adelaide game because I think they, they they probably would have looked at round one against Port and thinking you know this is this is a good chance to you know yeah. to, to at least have a crack and they were pretty and they were pretty disappointing. They were good uh, for about a quarter and a half, then they just packed it in. But I th- I th- I think the Cro- I think the Crows will be pretty vulnerable this year, and we've already discussed on that. Yeah. And the game against Freo is going to be very interesting because they played a really good they played a really good game earlier in the um early last year. Yeah, that's and, right. And and they managed to pinch it from from the Dockers when they were looking pretty good. <clears throat> so, it's it, interesting from the Suns, I reckon. I, I reckon the Lions, are, like, there is so much pressure on the Lions right now to actually perform because mm. because I thought yeah. they were, I, I thought they were very disappointing against the Hawks round one. I agree. Um, they, yeah, they had it was to, it was almost to... the the Lockie Neal show trying hard to drag the team over the line when they just couldn't get it done. Mm. Um, they've got a lot to prove. They, the they've, got, here. they've got Freo and West Coast the first two weeks. You expect you expect them to at least win one of them, and and keep in mind that, that there's a lot of scope for them to win both because mm. they they were so good against West Coast at the Gabba round one last year. That's yeah. right. Then they've got Adelaide, which should be a win, and then Port Adelaide, which I which I think they can win as well. It'll be an interesting run for sure. I think, uh, like we said, boys, this fixture is going to be exciting. Yeah, we're we're excited to see how the teams will play, but there's some reasons that some teams might not perform as well. It's the injuries, cat. <sighs> it's the injuries. No team knows the uh, the cruel, cruel hand that injuries <laughs> can deal, like the Bombers. And of course, uh, Raz Arazia Fantasia has been uh, ruled out for a couple more weeks from the looks of it. An injury setback. Uh, bags. Yeah, look, <laughs> that was Doc's initial reaction. Was yeah, pack your bags. You can fly into Adelaide, son. You can't um, fly. You have to walk there. <laughs> He's got to ride his bike all the way there. <laughs> Unicycle. <laughs> well, yeah, well, my, well, it might fix his hamstring then. It's unfortunate. But the big <laughs> news headline, obviously, Buddy Franklin with another hamstring setback. It is really unfortunate. We were discussing this last week when it happened, whether his career would be over. Personally, I think. The Swans are going to be dragging him tooth and nail to the end of that contract. He will be on their list until that contract is finished, mark my words. So there's some things that come out of this. The first thing, Doc, is that Buddy's only 100 goals off now, cracking 1,000. Yeah. The uh, other th- he's less than 100, isn't he? I think he's like, what, 60-odd goals. Is he? From, he might from be. I don't know. I don't really care. 
He's oh Jesus! That's, uh, <laughs> no, he, I, love that. I really love. He, that. He'll be one. He'll be one of the last people to get a thousand goals in this format of AFL. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the other things that come out of this, boys, is opposed to both of you. We'll start with Cat first. Is do they even bother playing him this year? Yeah, you got to wonder if it's worth it or not. But you kind of have to wonder if playing Buddy's been worth it or not for the past two or three years. You know. Yeah. Um, I think it depends. If they're not gonna, if they're not even looking like they're a chance to make the finals, which you wouldn't think they would be, I think just leave him on the sidelines. Yeah. You know, call the best physios from all across the world, see what you can do. Yeah. Doc. Yeah, look, I, I don't, I don't see Sydney making a, a serious charge for finals. I, th- I think they're personally a year away from being somewhat close. Mm. So, I think if if you're Sydney, you do what you, you do what you have to do to try and ensure that he's fit, he's 100, percent he's ready to go. There's been I've I've read bits and pieces from people about him being too top heavy, so maybe maybe it is time to try and cut down a li- cut down a couple of kilos. And I'm not and that's not me trying to say, you know, buddy's buddy's fat. <laughs> but you do you do see the big forwards do that later in their yeah. careers anyway. You know, think of Richo in his last few years, um, even the likes of you know Matty Lloyd, Pavlich kind of slimmed down as they. Do you no. think his hamstrings have taken a real toll because of his speed? We know Buddy's a quick man, and he's more of a leading running forward than a traditional marking. Do you reckon maybe all that running early on has come back? Um, oh, look, there, there might be. I mean, we're not exactly physio. No, I don't know either. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to think from a, just a general boffin point of view. Like, <laughs> it could just you know he could just be predisposed to it you know you look at Ben Brown's a similar kind of player and I think I don't think I've ever seen the man be out injured once yeah that's so, right I think, I think like body of work is, is a big thing for mine in terms of looking after yourself and all that stuff obviously um, you know Majek Dordok the news on him mm. what's happened there so the, the word from the word I got from the AFL website yesterday was pictorial a torn pectoral muscle, so that looks like it's his. Looks like it's his season done. That is um, that is so stiff. Very, very. That's um, you know, one of the most unfortunate things. I mean, you know, you you had you had Magic Door who missed all last year for um break, breaking his hip, mm. uh, in in pretty pretty sad circumstances as well. Um, yeah. And then you then you watch him throughout all last year trying to work back to it, and you know. And to see this happen, you know, that, that's it's a shame. It's a real shame. Um, yeah. Another man who's had issues with his body is Ben Reid. Obviously, you know, just breaks down every time he looks like he's going to come good. And real shame. I think that's a hamstring again. He just, ever since he's flipped that side of 30, he just can't get his body right. Another one is Adam Trelaw, boys. Yeah. That, that's, that's, a big, that's a big one. He straight his calf, Doc. So it's not the hamstring. It's a it's now an external injury from that. I think they had some, he had some issues with his calf up at the Giants. And um, I think, obviously, the hamstrings have been the main concern at Collingwood. But I just hope that he doesn't become an injury-prone piece of bread. <laughs> yeah. Are, we, are, we, comparing, are we comparing players to food now, are we? Well, we may as well. I think he... Sure, uh, that's, that's happened plenty before. Yeah, um... <laughs> well, he's been cooked. He's been cooking the toaster. But he had that game where both his hamstrings exploded. So, you know, all these teams, I think the Pies especially, that's a big blow for them. I think what type of midfielder they bring in, maybe a Rupert Wills or a maybe James Davison, who was an emergency, comes back in and plays some more midfield yeah. minutes. Do you, do you boys know what Levi Greenwood's situation is? Because I, I think he'd be a good, a good well, uh, fill-in role. Yeah, he's still coming off the ACL. Uh, so he's still a fair bit away, I think. Yeah, I don't think he didn't do it early uh, last year. He, he did it against the Giants, wasn't it? Or before yeah. that? Oh, might have. It might have been. I'm, I'm not. I'm not too sure. <laughs> anyway, it's, um, yeah. Apparently, he's still he, got a. Um, he's got some calf issues as well, hmm. Levi. So he's he's really really going through it. The poor again, an- another guy that's hit that age of thirty. You know, he was really good at North. He was third or something in a BNF and. He was good when he came across from Collingwood, but a bit like Wellesley, Collingwood just seemed to pick up bloody injury buggers. <laughs> injury buggers. <laughs> they're almost um, they're they're almost going to start taking the uh, reputation of being a bit of a retirement home if they keep this up. The pies. <laughs> Might as well. 
<clears throat> now, boys, here's the rule changes. I've got a couple. I've got a couple I'm looking at. Right. Mm. Now this. Now this is obviously due to the game changing due to the current crazy times. Yes, uh, we had some introduced in round one already, but yes. So. So I'll whip, I'll, I'll whip through them a bit quickly, and then there's a big hypothetical <laughs> being talked about at the moment in the world that I want to get to. Uh, the longer quarter time breaks, I think that's, I don't know, maybe just to recover a bit more stamina. Um, social distancing on the bench I find a bit interesting um, because they're tackling each other out on the field. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that, to no. be honest. It's, uh, you know, they're out there for, it's going to probably be about 20 23, 24 minute quarters with time on, yeah. you know, and, and they're going to be tackling, they're going to be bumping, they're going to be you know, high-fiving, slapping each other in the bum probably. <laughs> all, 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 all the cliche football stuff. Well, I think there'll be there'll be none of that, no high-fiving. Yeah, just the uh, the elbow bumps. Yeah, the old, maybe blow a kiss or something like that. <laughs> the Look, other thing as probably, well... It's probably more for the safety of, um, yeah. you know, the staff and everyone else on the bench. I suppose and the so. players themselves. I what think about this one after it. the song, one point five meters apart. I think that's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that. That's pretty stupid for mine. Uh, the other one is talking about numbers. So a maximum of six coaches will be allowed in the box at the same time. So Rocco and Leon camera could still go together. <laughs> and um, twenty six staff at the venue on game day. No more, no, no, no more than that. Have, have, um, have, have they, have they um, confirmed the interchange numbers? Because there was talk about. One no, I want to ask you boys, should there be extra, should there be the sub? Should we bring the sub back for this crazy time? I think only if, only if it ends up getting delayed and they need to play, you know, games quickly. I think <laughs> what about, as it stands now, it should be fine. What about round one if we see four injuries? Well, tough luck. That's the question, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> GWS. GWS stumped Carlton by 100 points a couple of years ago, and they only had 16 fit players. <laughs> we might have 16 on the ground. <laughs> that uh, is a good point you raised, though, mate. Like, you know, well, if I, suddenly I know, everyone's yeah. popping these soft tissue injuries because they're underdone, you know, what do you do? Well, even worse, maybe. What if we see, you know, a spread of four or five ACLs over the first two weeks? Mm. Do we consider having less game time on the ground to maybe limit the chance of that? Anyway, it's just a, a big, big question that I want to think about. The other one, I think, 15 seconds after a goal is scored, I think that's just to scrub down the ball. I think. <laughs> yeah. Give, give, give it some disinfectant. Yeah, I think Razor A, make sure his hands aren't tainted with something. And uh, the last one <laughs> that I think is a bit ridiculous that I think we all have a strong opinion on is that players that aren't selected can't come and watch the games. Oh, I don't get it. That's harsh. I think it's, you know, you've got to be aware of the restrictions and how many people you can actually have at the ground. Yeah, but think about this, right? If they're up at Metricon, it's a what, a 20,000? 20, no, it doesn't fit that many, does it? How many oh, seats? It, 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 it's, it's, around, it's around that vicinity. It might be yeah, around that, anyway, yeah. anyway, so let's say there's Melbourne versus Gold Coast and there's Pro. 30 players that aren't playing. You're telling me we can't spend 30 players throughout a, throughout a ground of 20,000 seats? Uh, you know what? I don't have a problem with this. I mean, honestly, if, if it's all about getting, you know, getting players, getting people back on seats and trying to trying to cheer on their boys. Well, it's not this, that. It's just those this, guys are just training anyway. They're, they're involved with the other players. It's not like they're being cut off in isolation chambers until game day. Like, they're, <laughs> they're all training together. So I think I'd rather be sitting at home watching the game than have to be halfway across the stadium from anyone else. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I would rather watch it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, an eerie that's, atmosphere up there. that's a strange one for mine. But those are the rules, I think. And I think there's a couple of others that are, I don't think that are that important. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't know, something about, you know, Alan Gill can go to the games and all that stuff. <laughs> Chris Judd's not allowed within 100 metres of any football ground. <laughs> In case oh. you chicken wing someone by accident. Oh, God. Don't get me started. Right, well, don't, don't get me started on them. <laughs> well, that's well, we've, covered, uh, we've covered the, the fixture and everything, so we should move on to part two of this episode. We were supposed to cover it a few weeks ago, but you know, circumstances, things get in the way. What if the supplement saga never happened? Oh. So, continuing on from our hypothetical scenario from last episode. If Buddy Franklin was drafted by the Tigers and other such things involving him, what if Stephen Dank, uh, you know, the weapon, never made their way to the Bombers? 
No injections were given. No, nothing performance enhancing. Asada never got involved. Yeah. How would the team and the rest of the competition have panned out from there? Still, so, no, still no finals wins. <laughs> oh, oh, I think that's you'll, good, you'll be happy to know that I actually have written some finals wins. Oh, I was going to say, I was gonna, I'd like you to take point on this operation so we don't have Alex Dockerty talking a bit of rubbish over there. All right, well... <laughs> The story starts back in 2012, which was the year that the injections allegedly started occurring. Uh, so what I've written down here, we ended up finishing 11th that year. That was the year when Joe Watson won the Brownlow. Yep. Uh, so I've got, we end up finishing about 9th. I don't think we'd make the finals, but yeah. just in terms of a more stable year, we'd probably see a few more wins from I the Bombers. The, I had a similar thing. I said they'd finish about 10th, um, but... Yeah. I said the team was in a better morale. They were actually yeah. happy to be there. I was say, yeah. they, they made finals that year, didn't they? No, I think we missed finals 2012. 2012, no, I didn't. No, From no. what I... I we finished 11th, I believe. And uh, the big thing, of course, when you look at the draft, is that we still end up drafting Joe Danaher because we have the father-son rule, obviously. Still the right and, pick? Uh, yeah, every day. I think... Agreed. You, you can't... You can't uh, put aside that he still had an All-Australian year, still kicked 65 goals in a year, you know, still an inspiring player. Brendan Goddard still makes his way to Essendon? Uh, yes, I believe so. But right. um, more money, I think. More money? I think, more he money. Demand, yeah, I think he demands more money coming out of the situation. All right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. What about what about Angus Monfrey? He, he makes his way to Port Adelaide at the this off-season. I'll piss him mm. off. This I didn't actually. Uh, I think Monfries was probably one of the ones that was going to go regardless. I wrote down, like I, yeah, that he went, he went home anyway. Yeah, yeah, like I have I have later in 2015 that Melksham and Carlisle both still make their way out as well because they had their other grievances with, you know, how they were being <coughs> played uh, regardless of this whole supplements thing. So I think they still eventually... Yeah. Made. I've written Doc, though, that Monfries makes his way to the Crows um, just Ooh. due to... Making saving their instead of going for Eddie later on, they go for Monfries. Interesting. Yeah. That, that that is controversial. Well, you think like added a what if there? Does that well, mean Eddie doesn't leave? Well, no, I think Eddie or? still joins forces with the uh, Mr. Monfries, and uh, Eddie Eddie still leaves because Mick Malthouse is very very stupid in this scenario. <laughs> he is still, not just stupid, stupid, very very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> How can you let him leave and lowball him such an offer? Yeah. Anyway, that's I had that because remember they experimented with uh, disgustingly, you know, Troy Menzel and a couple of other <laughs> makeshift small forwards. Yeah, I think Monfries would have filled a void for a little bit of time there. So if Angus Monfries gets to the Crows, that we say Eddie Betts still comes in later. Yes. Does Charlie Cameron then get the opportunities that he gets uh, to develop as a small forward? I think so, but I think still the temptation Doc would be to go back home. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I, I reckon I reckon somebody like Port Adelaide might might have taken Charlie Cameron instead yeah. of um, of the Crows because what what like if you if you have Monfries and Betts already there, you know what what what's the point of having somebody else that that does the same sort of things? I agree. Yeah. And but what's anyway. the next part, Cap? That you've got there. Uh, so we move. Into 2013, obviously the investigations were still underway for most of the year, yes. uh, but we still actually looked fairly good on field. I believe we missed the finals. 2013. That, that was that was the one where we got kicked out. Uh, yeah. So you got so, so you guys play finals. So yeah, this year I've got us playing finals. I say we go up to sixth, winning a couple more games at the season's end because the decision to kick us from the finals never happened. So obviously yes. the team team's a bit more, you know, got a bit more morale about us. So I've got us <laughs> finishing sixth and playing the Pies in an elimination final, which we win. Oh, but then we lose to Geelong the week after yeah, uh, because sense. we can't win semi-finals either to save our lives. But the most important <laughs> part, the most important part about this is that we do keep our first and second round picks, and with that first oh. pick at pick thirteen, we take Patrick Cripps instead of the Blues. Gee oh, whiz! Wow. And this is followed by Zach Merritt still in the second round because we still keep that pick, and Stuart Cramery never leaves, and. His injury uh, worries are not as severe 
because as we saw from the uh, the end of the 2012 season, it seemed like one of the side effects was an extreme amount of soft tissue injuries for all the players who were injected. So Cramery never leaves and sticks with the club for a few more years at least. So does that does that mean so, he resigns on money, big money? Well, I think that depends, actually. Maybe if we go back to the Goddard thing, maybe we do never take Goddard because we want to keep money around for the likes of mm. Cramery and Hibbard and Paddy Ryder, who I've yeah, got I, the I feel like later. the Essendon list at that stage, you would have focused on re-signing the current players and not hitting yeah. free agency as hard. But yeah. I think they still would have chucked an offer at Goddard. I don't know if he would have gone there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I, I, So there are a couple of questions now I have. I have so, a few questions. <laughs> I have a few questions. I'm putting my best Will McKenzie on now. Uh, so what? What? So if if they don't take Goddard, where does Goddard go? And if the Dogs don't trade in for Cramery, who do they pick up? Goddard goes to Hawthorne. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I could see that happening in a. I I was think I was thinking either. I was thinking possibly Geelong or Sydney or another another contender. Yeah. Hawthorne, mm. I think, for mine. Um, and what was the other question? Something about Cranberry. <laughs> if Cranberry if, if stays at Essendon, who do the yeah. dogs pick up with their second round pick? Because that was... Cause what that draft was, was that? That was 2014. 2013. 2013. Because that, that, like, in, in, in the real life scenario, we trade mm. away our second round pick, which ended up becoming Zach Merritt. Yeah. Well, we need, th- to get up, need to get up the draft then. Let me, um, uh, let me have a squeeze. I'm having a look. Uh, I feel like there were definitely options at that. So what is it? Pick twenty six. Pick twenty six. So the Lions. Hang on that. Because I I reckon I reckon if because oh, twenty six there. If Essendon had still had their second round pick, they would have they would have probably been in the in the high twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe you pick up um maybe pick up Rory Lobb looking for a for a tall forward prospect. Tall forward, uh, yeah, not bad. Um, I think Trent Jamont. Ooh, mm. French, ooh, the Frenchman. The yes, Frenchman. Or Alex Pierce is down at pick thirty-seven. James Sisley, but that would have been hard to spot that type. Yeah, of no one, no one was looking for Ben Brown's still available at pick forty-seven, but in the same sense, no one went for him before that, so I can't see why yeah. the dogs would have. Similarly, no. with you know Jerry what? McGovern and Rory Laird, yeah, uh, no. rookie elevations, obviously. Um, I think Tom Langdon, yeah, 65, that's an interesting one. I think, um, yeah, either Laird, uh, sorry, not Laird, um, who did you say, Rory Lobb or, yeah. or Trent Dumont? Maybe Doc, George Hewitt. Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking George Hewitt because he's he was pro- he'd probably be the kind of player that we're, we were looking for at the po- at this time. Yeah. Mm. As well as as well as probably a key forward because we had no genuine key forwards apart from Liam Jones who turned up once every five six games. <laughs> ben Brown's there at forty seven as well. Yeah, yeah Ben. Br- ben like Brown's... I said, if if other teams yeah, didn't rate him yeah. twenty picks earlier, nice. then the ben dogs Br- wouldn't have. Ben Brown was there, but we had a pick at forty two, five picks earlier, and we elected to pick some chum from the Sandfall. <laughs> so, and he played no games. Another, so. another one is is actually an interesting one for mine. Darcy Burn Jones. He's an Oakley Chargers boy. Mm. What about that? That's mm. not a bad pick. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I don't mind that. I um, think I think your one, the cat, sounds nice. Either Roy Lobb or yeah. uh, the Frenchman or Hewitt. I think one of those three would have made their way to the dogs. I think lobster goes to the dogs. I think either Lobb or Hewitt sound a bit more sound a bit more feasible. Yeah. So then, obviously, this takes a lot more shuffling around to go on down here. Then, <laughs> but I would not pick up Lewis Taylor. Gotta wonder who. Yeah. The Giants and the uh, the Giants would take if you take Lobb. Then maybe uh, the draft just all moves up one one space, something like I that. I feel like they take Jake Collajasny for my Giants. Mm. Not yeah. a bad pick. Could could also take uh, Nankervis as well because they didn't really have a ruck a ruckman. Don't touch him. He's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> he would still make his way to the Tigers later anyway. By the earth, he would. That's part of the story. <laughs> All right, next, next, next year. Next year. Next year. Also, keep in mind we've got Patrick Cripps in our midfield, so we've got an absolute young gun coming through here at this point. And, and Joe's still there. Yes, and Joe Joe Brent Stanton's still there teaching him his craft. I'm let Brent Stanton teach my dog how to do a b- belly rub. <laughs> Anyway, 2014, 
2014 comes around. This was the year when Paddy Ryder left and made his way to the power. I think at this point, we're doing some salary cap shuffling. Maybe some players have to make their ways in and out. But Paddy Ryder stays. We offer him a big deal, and uh, we keep him on. With that same thing said, we've got the first and second rounders still. I think we would probably still pick up uh, Kyle Langford and Jaden Laverde. I don't think those picks would change too much. They'd still be around similar places. This is the 2014 draft, Kat, just confirmed. This is 2014 draft. Uh, similar to the year before, I think we would win a few more games, play another elimination final where we beat the Tigers, uh, but we then go on to lose to Freo in Perth in the semi-final because we can't play I... finals interstate for shit. Yeah. <laughs> I had um, yeah, I had you playing Collingwood again and beating them. Oh, yes. And then, yeah, similarly, well, you played in Perth, but you played worst case this time. There you go. Um, and they lost by three points, I wrote. I don't know why I wrote three points, but just because. <laughs> just, just to torture me. You, you seem to like a close margin, Alex Miller. I do. I love a close margin. And, um, yes, it's very juicy, gentlemen. <laughs> love it. Nice. Have you got any anything for 2014 there, Mr. Doherty? Uh, no, I do not. Um, I'm just <laughs> I'm just rolling through some of the, um, some of the, uh, the movements the Bombers made in the 2014... Yeah, it's off-season. a pretty uneventful uh, off season for us. They don't they, they don't pick up James Quilt because they don't find him uh, a, ne- no, a, a, need, a, and, a need a need a need. I they, don't have them drafting Laverto. I do have I do have a question though, uh, Alex Catalano, and and yes. we'll get to and we'll get to your statement shortly about Laverde, Alex Miller. So if so if they don't so if they hold on to Paddy Ryder, yeah, they they do some selling. Who makes way? Do, do do the Bombers offload one or two players? I'm gonna have a look at our 2014 list because I can't I feel like at this point there's definitely more you know more potential on this list maybe the likes of you know Travis Collier makes his way out a bit earlier yeah uh, than he did you know maybe he do- does want to go back to WA at this point um obviously I... we've said Goddard's not there so that could open up some space um maybe yeah. we make some sort of big trade with uh you know, Zaharakis or someone like that. Mm. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say maybe somebody like I think Ben. I know Ben Hallett was still there, and I think mm. he he would have been a he would have been a deal for Hallett and Collier over to yeah. Perth. Yes, yeah, send him back to uh, Freo or yeah, West Coast or you know whoever's interested in small forwards. Yeah, at the, at the time, I think I think Freo would have done would have would have been good with um Collier and Hallett. Mm-hmm. In that mix, and you know, have form a form a, a deadly quartet with uh, Mickey Walters and Hayden Ballantyne. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we even um, we try and push Melsham and Carlisle out a year earlier. Earlier, yeah. And Ooh. maybe stock more up on picks for this draft. Well, I had um, I actually had you cat trading twenty down, trading down. Oh yes. I had them trading twenty for um, thirty five and um, sixty. Oh no, seventy. Yeah, pick seventy. Yeah. And um, they took Blakely. And now the reason they took Connor Blakely is because David Myers is still at the club and, and has a strong connection with, um, you know, the uh, whatchamacallit, Waffle, Waffle Boys. Yeah, Waffle, 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 waffle I, I Boys. I like that. I like that, Blakely. And then um, even with pick 70, they had a bit of a bust. They took Logan Austin, but he, he was still there. Well, he was at 69, but I just had him going a pick later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I felt like... like, I, I, yeah, like that. I wouldn't mind Blakely and Austin over... Laverde and Langford. And they also gave up a future third. You gave up a future second rounder as well. Yeah. As, so it was 20 and a second rounder for 35 and 70. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, not bad. It, it's, it's got here um, the uh, pick 20 for Jaden Laverde was um, the first first selection at end of first round due to the supplement scandal yeah. penalty. Now, because yeah. this doesn't happen, um, where, where did it, where do Essendon finish? Essendon finished. I've got us finishing fifth, I think, fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth. So, well, they, well, they, they're probably thereabouts anyway. They're probably what in the fifteen to twenty range. So, yeah. And if the, and if they don't, and if they don't offload Paddy Ryder, then Cole Langford never comes mm. because he he was the pick that they got from Port Adelaide. Mm. Yeah. So well, maybe so if we're in that sort of eleven to fifteen kind of range, maybe. Saying that we don't, we're not going for you know the older guys like Quilt, but we still want 
uh, a tall defensive prospect. Jake Lever's there at pick 14. Mm. <laughs> which is looking very <laughs> juicy. That is juicy. <laughs> Calder Cannon's boy, so, you know, local. It, 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 this feels like it's cat's wet dream at the moment. You know, you get, get, <laughs> getting Patrick Cripps and Jake Lever. And it's not the worst Connor, Connor, Connor Blakely. Well, you see these picks getting all shuffled around and you just never know how it could have turned out. 2015, I've got you going into yes. a beautiful year. Yes, it was a, a not not our greatest year at the draft table, but at the very least, I think as I a said, result of keeping Paddy Ryder and Bell Chambers probably staying a bit healthier, uh, John O'Giles probably doesn't make his way over this year. So yeah, <laughs> I've got the the Dons finishing fourth, getting a double chance. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, the list is kicked on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's a top four finish for for the Bombers this year because this. I think this is the year, this was the year that Paddy Cripps started to break out into a, into a superstar, and that still happens. To a rash. Yeah. So a, a midfield with the likes of <laughs> to a rash. With the likes of a young Paddy Cripps and Zach Merritt with Joe Watson in there, it's looking pretty nice, and and perhaps a young Connor Blakely as well. Yeah. So I had um, the top four was Fremantle still. Um, then Hawthorne finished second, Sydney third, and Essendon fourth. Where, 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 did, where did West Coast finish? They finished. Um, they finished third. Oh, sorry, they finished fifth. They finished okay. fifth. All right. The Dogs uh, finished seventh. Richmond finished eighth. Good to see North. Good to see North didn't make it because they didn't deserve it. That year. Yeah, no, they. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I bumped them off. Um, <laughs> I think Essendon win. They beat Freo. Ooh, jeez, Frio, Frio over, over there was over there. never easy for us. They beat Frio then. over there, so then they get a week off, get on the beers. <laughs> and then they come play in the prelim. Yep, so then they come back. Uh, where's my finals bracket? I've got it here. So then you get the week off. And then, so then Fremantle will play, um, who finished fifth? The, uh, West Coast. Mm. Freo beat them, so then they go across into the other side of the bracket. And then we play Hawthorne. Yes. Oh, do they Jeez. beat Hawthorne? Jeez, I didn't know Surely what to not. write here. That is oh, well. Oh. Twenty fifteen, we did kind of have the wood over the Hawks, so. <laughs> I, 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 I still think Hawthorne. Yes. I still think Hawthorne beats them. Yeah, yeah I think playing... I think us coming to a first prelim there. Yeah, I think that's, that's the only thing for mine. We would not be beating the, the dual. Premier's the Hawks. I was thinking about some of the younger players, like the Crips, the final experience they're lacking compared to a Hawthorne outfit, you know, that's been around the trap since, you know, the Cold War. They've been yeah. around a bit. Um, so I had them beating, well, I suppose I could. And then Cold they play, War. they don't play, yeah, they still play Fremantle. And they win. And they win. There you go. That's, so, a, that's a nice little final series. I'd like to see that. <laughs> Thank you very much, John. I like it. Uh, the 2015 draft, I yes. think, still probably goes pretty average for us. Uh, obviously, we we don't have that high pick anymore of no. uh, Darcy Parrish I've or Aaron them, Francis, for that matter. They still take Redmond at 30 for mine, but they don't take Alex Morgan because he's shit. No, we probably do, <laughs> actually, because our drafting that year was, no. aside from our tops, probably pretty garbage. I've got them taking... Uh, Tom Cole, because he's a Bendigo Pioneer boy. Ooh. Good call. I, I, I like that one. He's at 36. I'm having uh, a look at the, the top not, end here. He's not much Do, of a player, but... That, that, they don't, uh, just a quick consensus, they don't pick up Matthew Lewenberger at free NC, do they? No. 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 We still have a good rock stops here. <laughs> we don't need a cheeseburger, dog. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at this draft, and I'm looking at the top end of the first round, and I feel like I could see us going for a Jade Gresham-type player where we didn't really have very many small forward options at this point. You know, Monfries is gone. So Remus was shit. What in the first, in the first round? Uh, it would be 16 or 17, I believe, where Gresham is still available. Yeah, I would say... I could say Gresham or Fiorini. Ooh, yeah. Fiorini would probably be a nice... I don't know if we'd be going for more midfield. That's the only thing, but I think they could turn him into a half-forward. Mm. Some northern, yeah, some some northern knights boys there. Yeah, so that's, are, that's, that's what I'm thinking, Doc. That, 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 they'd fit, they'd fit right in. Also, they could take David Cunningham. 
Knowing us, we probably would have chosen. We would have well, seen. We would have seen <laughs> Gresham and Fiorini in front of us and taken Cunningham. That sounds you can't, correct. You can't touch pick twenty-five. <laughs> Any doc? Oh, Mister no, Mister Dunkley. No, no, because we still put the bid on uh, jo- Joshua. Yeah, yes. hands off. Do not touch my Dunkley. I actually had us if we moved down the draft order uh, in that second round, sort of switching things around, picking up. I could see us picking up Ryan Clark because he seems like the type of player that we would have gone for. In that second round, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I think my uh, my yeah, Alex Morgan. No, yeah. Go home. What, Go do, home. do they do they still trade for? Uh, do they still trade away Jake Carlisle this offseason? Yes, yes. yes. Carlisle yes. goes. They'll, they'll still they'll still get that top pick from uh, Singapore. I think actually with this we would get a lower pick from the Saints. Uh, I don't think we would get the pick five anymore. Why not? Um, <laughs> I think. Look, when you're a club that's doing well, which we were probably the Saints, I couldn't see would be as willing to wheel and deal with us and give us a top five pick than as a you know struggling club that's about to have half their players banned for the next year. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Dodoro yeah. would be hard on the deal, knowing that we were more secure for the next few years. Yeah, that's good. Oh, but no, but the door is such a oh, the doormat. Such 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 a such a con artist. He'll do anything to try and bu- <laughs> bu- bump bump up um, Jake Carlisle to the highest bidder. So if he if he could get if he could have if he could have gotten pick six for Jake Carlisle back then in real in you know, in the real time, there's no <laughs> there's absolutely no reason why he won't do it again in this timeline. Right. Okay. You I boys still- want to hear my 2016 letter? You Tell boys. Me uh, so, have you, tell, if, don't tell me you've got the Dons on top. If, if the bulldog, no. if the Bulldogs aren't the premiers, I don't want to hear it. Well, you better listen. <laughs> right. I'm, so I'm, obviously, Essendon don't finish last. They're uh, they're not that shit. So the top four would go Sydney, Geelong, Hawthorne, still Essendon fourth again. Okay. <laughs> the Dogs finish fifth. Oh, okay. Then it goes Adelaide six, West Coast seventh, North eighth. Right? How do the how do the dogs finish two spots above? Just curious. By by trying their ass off in the final few weeks, <laughs> instead of being lazy pricks. <laughs> yeah. no. Okay, so round one. Fair, so fair bump, t- play on. Sydney take on Essendon. Oh, we're going the whole season, are we? No, it's the finals. Oh, this is the finals. The finals. Yeah. No, yeah. But Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sydney take on Essendon, first yeah. v fourth. Sydney win, right? Okay. Swans go to uh, sorry, Essendon go back home. So you're playing at the G. Yeah. You take on Adelaide, who still uh, no sorry the Dogs. Oh no. Who beat um who was eighth? North. 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 So Dogs beat North comfortably. Essendon played the Dogs. Oh, jeez. I think the Dogs beat us. The Dogs had it over us those few years. Jackson McRae kicks a goal to win the game. Oh, yes. (laughs) Dogs go through to the other side. They they then play Sydney. In the prelim. Yeah. Okay. They beat the Swans in the prelim. They beat the Swans. Yep. That's what we like. They play in the granny. They play... The Giants. Close. <laughs> then it won't be Hawthorne. close. Hawthorne. There's and no they... way the Hawks go four in a row. And the dogs win. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. But <laughs> Essendon. Essendon do some draft business, which I'll get to in a bit. Oh, okay. okay. Well, so we are in twenty. The end of twenty sixteen was when Michael Hibbard left. But I think seeing that this team has the potential to win a flag, it will stay. But unfortunately, we will not be able to draft Andy McGrath. No. Which no, means that's... who would who would have pick one that year? Was it uh, the Andy... Giants? The Giants? No, hang on. What? No, yeah. it's not. All right, explain. Did they trade. For... They on. would trade with. Oh yeah, because they because they traded yeah. for yeah, yeah. They would trade that pick. There you wow. go. Because the that's... Lions would be on the bottom. Yeah, that's... Lions would yeah. shit. Wow. <laughs> so that's McGrath a... goes to the Giants. McCoggan still goes to Brisbane. What about Timmy Taranto? Timmy Taranto goes three. 
to the Suns. Oh, to the Dockers. No, to the Suns. No, to the Suns. Okay. Dockers, piss off. No, no, Freo Freo traded away their top pick for um, Cam McCarthy that year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the the Dons have pick 15, Cap. Yes. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Yes. They trade that and they trade Paddy Ryder. Why are we trading Ryder? Because they have faith in Belcher. Ryder wants to go back home. Mm. Does Ryder want to go back home when he's playing in a team that looks like they are in their flag well, window? They are, but the Crows are still competing, we've got to remember. The Crows are still top six threat. So we're saying that Ryder's going to go to the Crows? Yes. Ooh. Josh Jacobs kicking on. Okay. Getting a bit saucy. Okay. Right, so it's a three-team <laughs> trade. So 14 and Ryder. Ryder goes to the Crows. Crows give up a second-round pick, which you get, which replaces the second-round pick that you trade away for your future one, so you even that out there. Then you trade 14 for 10, and you give up the second-round pick that you got from the Crows. Who do we draft with pick 10? Well, it's up to you. I didn't didn't know who who they'd draft. Well, looking at the players who are available, I could see us going for a... Jai Simkin type. Honestly, any three of Bose, Florent, or Simkin I could see us drafting. What about Dan Venables? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 What about Gallucci? No. <laughs> no. no. Maybe, that, we, that... maybe we draft Tim English because yeah. we just got uh, You can piss off. No, no they, don't, they don't do that. We don't I think do they that. take Simkin. What, okay. what, what, about, what about Big Toddly? Big Toddly. Maybe actually, Todd Marshall oh, Todd. would probably be Todd. a be a good pickup. Big Toddly, Big Toddly. Is, uh, is is Mr. Cramery still kicking on at this point, or has he kicked the bucket? Yeah, no, already? no, he's still, he's still kicking up a fuss. Okay, yeah. So we've got they, 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 would take, they could Cramery take Marshall. The the the, 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 the following year, you'd you suspect Cramery's career starts going downhill because of his bung hip. Yeah, but then I think so. Looking at that, 2017, saying we we still trade Ryder away. We've yep. still got Hibbert in the team. So that makes us uh, a team with four All-Australians in the squad that year. That's then. right. That's why Merritt, Merritt Hibbert, Danaher, and Hurley. Oh. So what does that mean for the Bombers? 2017 was the last ladder I did. So you wait. I'll yeah, the you. last one I did too, because I think this is the climax of of this uh, this little endeavour over here. So so okay. I, I should also reiterate at this point that Hurd still has his job. Hurd's yes, loving it. Hurd's He's still loving the it. Coach. He's laughing it up. Sheed's coming over every weekend for a cup of tea and having a laugh about it. You know, <laughs> what, if we, what if we and, did the ejections? We wouldn't be here probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and at this point, Nathan Buckley's just wishing he could be James Heard for a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. So where do we finish in 2017? So, top eight. Top eight. Crows. Dons. Oh, second. Tigers. Geelong, Giants, Sydney, West Coast, yeah, and the Dogs finish eighth. Oh, okay. So this puts us in a qualifying final against the Tigers. Correct. Oh, jeez. Yes. I I haven't written how all this plays out. I've just written the letter. Well, look, I'm looking at... The Dreamtime game that year was only a fifteen point margin to you. I think I think Essendon, like their record, they're they're fifth they're sixteen and six. Yeah. So they they haven't lost all season. Yeah. But oh, sorry, your, your finals run your finals run was impeccable. But this, this is this is prime Dons. Like this is Yeah. I think I, talent would beat just, you know, a good run. I think that the overall talent of that Don squad would beat us. But so we what do you reckon? We can I I I actually think that I actually think the Tigers still win win this one, but it's a really close one. I, I think, think it, I, they do too because you look at the Geelong team that they beat, and I still think this was this was not quite the year where people were saying the Cats were getting ready to go downhill. You know, they were still at their best. Mm. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, I think I, I think you could beat us in that in that final. I don't know. <laughs> so who does that who does that put us up against? The winner of. Um... The winner of the uh, fifth versus eighth. 
Which is... Which is um, Geelong versus the Dogs. Ooh. So I, I, I'd suspect we get fucking thrown out in <laughs> by, by 10 goals. Yeah, you get pummeled. You get so we play the pummeled. Cats at the G. Yeah. I think play we play the Cats at the G. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. move on. We move on. <laughs> so then you play... You would play... Let me use my brain. You would play... Is it the Crows? I think so. At the at the G. No. No. Because no, the Crows are higher places. Correct. So it's Correct. the Crows at Adelaide Oval. That, that's the game. What happens there? Prelim final versus the Crows at Adelaide Oval. They, yeah, they, they, get, they get destroyed. Yeah, the Crow, I think the Crows beat us there. I think up until the grand final, the Crows were a different beast to everybody yeah. else. I think the um, flashbacks kick in early and the Crows lose. <laughs> they get ahead of themselves like they did in the grand final, but they do it a week earlier. So you're putting us in the granny against your mob? Yes. <laughs> and who wins that? I don't know. <laughs> Let history decide. I don't know. I, I don't Honestly, know. you know what? Let's uh, let's put the hypothetical to the audience. A three footy podcast at gmail In this hypothetical scenario, twenty seventeen, <laughs> the Dons versus the Tigers at the MCG in one of the hugest grand finals of the decade. There's three hundred thousand people there, and they're building next to G. And 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 just and just so we get a good understanding, James Hurd's still the coach. Yep. The Dons have Paddy Cripps. Yep. They still have Zach Merritt. Yep. They have Joe, Joe Danaher kicking on. Michael Hibbert in all Australian form. We've put on the social the top ten players from each team, but they're at the clubs right now. The top ten players from each team. So from Essendon and Richmond at that time. Oh right. Well, okay. for us it would have to be. Yeah, well we'll put it on the socials. Don't spoil it. All right, all right, all right. We'll put it on the socials. We'll That's be everywhere. Like... And you guys can have a vote. We'll put polls up. Which team do you think would win? So it's the 20... What what year are we up to? 2017. 2017 grand final. You can say the dogs if you like, but Doc, as mentioned, gets, says they get pummeled, so they don't mention. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked you had us in the top eight in that year to start Because we, yeah. we, we were no good in that second half of the year. Yeah, I know. But I think the first half, they, they pick it up mid-year before the bye. They get another win or two, and they sneak in. And Luke Beveridge is happy. He keeps his job for another year. Anyway, when we go off air, we'll write down the top 10 players. They'll be up on the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. Right. They'll be everywhere. There'll be tell polls. What, tell you what, it's, 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 hard, it's hard just to keep tabs on who, who Essendon <laughs> picked up. Well, look, I think I think after that, we uh, we probably have a, a few rocky, inconsistent years like we tend to do. 2018 and 2019, I feel like we'd probably stay the same. But maybe we'd still finish in the eight both years, but... Definitely not make it to the granny again. Probably irrelevant to the discussion, but just but does Jack Stringer still come to the Bombers at the end of this season? Well, do we have the cap space for him at this point? I'm going to I'm going to say no. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't think we would. No, you don't have enough because because all the money that Jack Stringer has has is has been split between Paddy Cripps and Michael Hibbard and. But to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, Joby, Joby and Brent Stanton have just retired as well at the end of this I, 2017 I, season. Oh yeah, that's right. They do retire, so maybe they do still pick him up. There you oh, go. Who knows? We'd be having the same fun, the uh the same cap issues that the Pies are at this point. You guys, st- you guys, still pick up the same inconsistent hack that we've had to put up with for three years. <laughs> Oh, we, we are keen to find out the listeners' views. Well, that was a, that was a bit of a journey through uh, through those few years. A journey through time and space through the eyes of Alice Catalano. What could have been, Cat? What could have been? been? But, of course, what happened was instead that my club is an absolute ruckus of a organisation. <laughs> establishment <laughs> is stuffed. And um, we'll never win a grand final in my yeah, lifetime. That's and, true. And and Kat is just keen to see will she get the ass. <laughs> I think the Dons will win a flag soon. A flag soon. Not I, not soon soon. Next ten years. I, oh. I, I I think the Saints will win one before the Bombers do. Oh come oh. on! Don't oh. be stupid, Alex. Probably, probably true. Probably. All right, true. let's wrap this up before we say yeah, something else. Do we have anything anything we want to anything we want to uh, say before we? Finish this episode. Vote, vote on the poll. Richmond or Dons, twenty seven. Yes, we'll post a poll on the uh, on all the socials as well. Yep. 
That's a good idea, mate. Well, thanks for listening to this uh, this huge hypothetical and, of course, the uh, the welcome back for footy on this week of the A3 Footy Podcast. Make sure you hit us up on the socials, of course, for these top 10 players of this hypothetical 2017 Essendon Richmond team. He's writing them down now. <laughs> uh, make He's sure already on it. On Facebook, A3 Footy Podcast, Instagram at A3 Footy Podcast, Twitter at A3 Footy, and of course, like I said before, the email, A3 Footy at gmail.com. Tell us how you think the whole situation would have gone down if the supplement saga had not happened. Send us an email. Where would the bombers be? Where would everyone else be? What would the drafts be like? There's so much to cover, and we only I think we only really broke the surface of it. It could have gone any way, really. So uh, let us know your thoughts. Bloody oath. Bloody oath. Yes. Boys, it's good to have footy on the horizon. It's, it's so good to close. be back, gentlemen. Oh, it is. I, I should also say that I went to the Swinburne Studios last week and they were shut, so I think we might still be doing this Skype caper for another couple of weeks at least. Yes, we might explore the um, Microsoft uh, Rooms or whatever it's called. Oh, yes. What's that? Seems a bit of an interesting program. We'll have to, we'll have to read into it today, sorry. Yeah, there's all sorts of technology for us to fumble around with and hopefully not blow up any computers while we're at it. Yes. Anyway, the um, the semester break is coming for us, so we'll have a bit of time to look at Creative Outlets and if it people is. have suggestions, it is. there's a website possibly going up soon. Hint, hint. The boys, the boys are, are getting moving again. Everything's coming back together. Yeah, so we'll have oh, a... Yes. Th- we might... We might. I'm thinking of a little idea, uh, which I'll discuss off-air with the gentleman. It's exciting times. With the gentleman. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. And join us next week. We'll give a whole round one preview and tips and everything. It's so exciting. Footy's back. Round two. Yes! Round one. See you then. (laughs) Round two. (laughs)